The Lagunta censored. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking one of these. Lagunta censored. Cancered. 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 I can also Cancered. check it. Log on and legal stuff are the three points of interest in the side of this can. Hmm. Log on to drinknaz.com. God. Log on. Seriously. Dude, I love it. It's 2013. Who the you're, fuck You're drinking Nas? Log on. <laughs> That's for like people, like people that have dial-up log on. You know what I mean? <laughs> dude, I've got some good friends on Prodigy. You need to cool your jets uh, on that shit. Dude, I had fucking great friends on Prodigy. They had the funnest games. <laughs> we played online rounds at Carmen San Diego. It was cool. God. Can't stop the signal, can't stop the noise. Let me put my tandy. Increase the trouble. Yeah, man. Hmm. I was thinking about something you said, Mouse. You said? I heard what you said. I didn't say shit. What did I say? I think we were talking about the idea of bad vocals can pretty much ruin an otherwise good or interesting band. No, for certain. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's a common I mean, thing. It's not really a daring opinion. It's I mean, Dream Theater would be right up my alley <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Seriously? You know well, we're talk- vocals? We're yeah. talking about, I, I don't like the Cookie Monster vocal. Like, no, I, I'm no. in the year 2013, I am completely over the Cookie Monster vocal. I, I don't ever need to. It's true. I'm not, I'm not super into it as much as I was. It is a youth. dependable aesthetic for some people that is not tiring at all for them, though. And that is... It bears some reflection, but I don't know that any of us really are going to be able to insight on that. But yeah, if you no, are into yeah, cookie, good for good for them. If, mean, if you're into Cookie Monster vocals, drop us a, a line at can'tstopthesignal.net. Yeah, I, I, it's not necessarily it's for me for my taste, like cookie. But we're talking about the other kinds of vocals that can that can ruin an otherwise good song or band. Uh, you know, the rap breakdown always is just oh, like, oh that's oh yeah, yeah. That, that's a big God. turd on the coffee table for me too. I mean, as long as it's not about states, I'm always up for it. <laughs> See, I was going to say exactly the opposite. Like, if, like, it as as if, it's it's states, if it's about states, I can get down with it. You know? it's, uh, you know. the, uh, the, the the one you mentioned. Because you know we're going to reckon it when we're in the state of Connecticut. My name is Anthony Kiedis. <sighs> well, the, the one the one that got me, though, is, is we talked about and I think anyone that's it that's a, a musical uh, hack. Uh I was like a musical listener with oh. any level of critical thinking. I think most of the uh, egregious examples are pretty obvious. The completely tuneless slash out of tune vocals are usually pretty rough to take. It has to be a special kind of something to pull that. Which off. subcategory, unintentional or intentional? Unintentional for sure. I mean, there's an, you can make there's like you know the half Japanese Daniel Johnson thing, which something sometimes something can be so plaintive and so heartfelt that it it, it comes through. But that that's a tougher one for me to take than it used to be back when you know when i was just getting into music i barely listened to vocals at all i was like i just want to yeah awesome but the one that you mentioned mouse that got me was uh, and I, I i wrote it down and i want to get it exactly right the english guy underwater vocals oh right right yeah <laughs> english guy underwater vocals yes those. you want to give us a little uh, slice of that mouse um it's like it was like really prevalent around 2000, kind of, you know, like between 2000 and 2005 in pop music, it seemed. Everybody, like, even like American bands sound like English dudes underwater. 
I thought there was a little bit. <laughs> There's a little bit of courage rock in that first example, but I think yeah. this is an accidental. <laughs> Like the English guy and water vocals. Yeah, they're pretty. Damn, there's there's like one. Damn it, I'm totally brain farting. There's just like one really shining example of it that was like, yeah, it was a huge song. It's just like totally the English guy underwater. Evan, go. What was it? Evan. Yeah, Evan, go. Fuck, I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally brain farting. It. <laughs> the uh, the last it second. France, the, Franz Ferdinand. The is desperation pass by Mouse. Franz Ferdinand. Passing the... to Mr. Evan Gritson. Was it? Was it? It may have been Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, the, sure, they had, the there was song, definitely. Mr. Evan Gritson, one of your hosts here. On you can't stop the signal. Oh yeah, we're doing the soft intros, huh? Oh yeah. Here I am. I have very little to offer so far in this. But there's definitely, uh, to, to move into different bad vocal styles, there's definitely the uh, follows the melody exactly vocal. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a faux pas. It's tough to listen to. Yeah. At times, um, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people, you, you hear it, but you don't hear anyone famous do it, and there's a reason right? for that. Right, there's a pretty good reason for that. It's, it's pretty, pretty much Amateur Hour, and not the Spark song Amateur Hour. I'm your co That's what everyone, everyone thought you were talking yeah, about, well, the Spark you know. song. I'm excited. I get to see Sparks next that's, month. That's I'm pretty cool. Fucking pumped, man! They haven't played SF in ten years. Sparks? Yeah, the band. They they oh. never play the U.S. Period, but they they are huge in the U.K. So oh, like they'll go over and play twenty five dates in a row in the U.K. and sell out every one of them at big venues. And here, people don't give a damn about that except for jerks like me. Mm. So yeah, I'm Conan Neutron. Hi. Uh, hey Conan, thanks for being here. An underwater vocal guy. There is a, a Mr. Uh, Jacob, Dank Django, Mouse, Mouse, yeah. Fast so, Guy, McGillicuddy, Miff, Me, Me. I think everyone's a little spent, so it's me. This me new guy. The, 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 the pronunciation this week is just ma, me, 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 me. Thank you for listening me. to You Can't Stop the Signal. Hey, thanks. We're going to uh, play a song. This is yeah, uh, a songs for snakes.
epic song, which I can only imagine is trading off of that epic movie, you know, scary movie, like like that kind of thing. I can only imagine <laughs> that's what Jim Camp was thinking. That or they just couldn't name it. And it's like fuck it. It's, kind it's of pretty an epic. epic. Song. Yeah, there was some ornate cake. You, you know, like in that, yeah, let's uh, put that epic song. You know, and you just got Conan has uh, an ornate cake. Uh, Wallpaper or no? Yeah. no I, th- I think that was. I think that's the cover of the record. Oh, um, perhaps. You think I know this since I own it? Some more Nate cakes. Uh, that's a good record. I, I that was one that I thought that I owned that I didn't. That I only realized. Oh, I don't even stream that on Bandcamp. Like an asshole. So I bought it, and it's great. Blackout dates. That's the one. Uh, Jeff Moody hit me to that. Jim Camp, if you. Who's the raddest dude in the world? He's the raddest Listen dude. to episode eight. Uh-oh. No, he's one of the raddest dudes ever. That's his band of rock and rollers from Chicago. Before that, we had... I actually like his food posts because they're always interesting. Mm. <laughs> like, do you he, actually he, like, he hit the like button? Yeah, we'll hit the like button. Yeah, yeah. His food po- like some of his food posts that I'll see. They'll, you know, they'll come to the news feed. Uh, before that, we had Songs for Snakes. with F-E-A-R, Fear, off of the album Charcoal Heather. Which even, I, even though written for snakes, we enjoyed. Yes, and, and I'm I'm a total dick because I I had a copy of that record since I think like August of last year, and I'm seeing a running theme here. I only <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've only uh, yeah, I only just listened to it like uh, two weeks ago, and it's 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 awesome. His uh, his old band Shoe House, Peppercorn, uh, Bill Taylor, great noise pop acts. Uh, they they played a lot in the original noise pop. Nice. Stuff like that, but it's just really solid, very much in, in, the, in the Bob Mold uh, sugar esque vein. If that is your particular steve, yes, yeah, big hooks. Um, yeah, good act, San Francisco band. Uh, I think they're playing. I think they're playing a show. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a cool edit. Tuesday, April twenty third at El Rio. Right, so go see that show. That was just mentioned in the normal voice. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad we don't do a live but podcast. It <laughs> it's going to be great. You should, uh, you know. So, it's this, year, this year at the Super Bowl, it's going to be huge. We're going to be, <laughs> it's gonna be there Rio. in person. <laughs> yeah, the live podcast from El Rio. That'd be great. She smells exactly like you'd expect her to. <laughs> what? I don't even know. What? It's a reference to a terrible thing he said, but it was a non sequitur. <laughs> Oh, it's a. Oh, I already put it. They already know about it. Good. I, I found it. So, but yeah, I, there's a lot of shows coming up I'm going to. And I realized a lot of it happened in that. The, like, I would never. Like, unless we're playing, I don't think I would ever go to Coachella. And even then, like, they'd have to pay some pretty good sized money, which let's just say is not going to ever happen. And we're not playing. <laughs> Did we not hear back for <laughs> is, sure is about it, that? Is this how you're breaking the news? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't like huge festivals, I don't like heat. I don't like large quantities of assholes, actual assholes or people that are acting like assholes. It, it's everything. It's like the opposite of what I want. Like, you know, we talked about the Pure Thunderstone and how awesome that was. It's like the opposite of that. Yeah, totally. Like the exact opposite. I have Because no... I was just thinking, like, I don't like festivals. But we just played that awesome festival. And it was a lot of fun. It was great. It was wonderful. But it, like we said, it was but a festival, it was a festival for, non... for yeah. people who don't like festivals, <laughs> for sure. Um yeah, I felt the same way, and I've been an old man since I was a young man. So it's it's like I've known that all along. Yeah, I've been wearing cardigans. Like for... I was like you know, seventeen year old me went to the warp tour and I'm like, whoa, fuck this, <laughs> this is stupid. Exactly. I saw some dude fucking die jumping off a speaker stack watching the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I don't really that think sucks. I'm not sure these are my people. Oh, you know, yeah. what song was it? 
Oh God, I don't know. It was it, it was the yeah, ska so. one. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh okay. It was the one where the guy danced. Yeah, it was it was the one with featured the dancer dancing. Uh, but that was a real thing that I did see in person. There's which, a. Which it's pretty dark, but yeah, but like even without seeing that, I was not a big fan. It's like the darkest thing ever associated with the Mighty Mighty Boston's. <laughs> Unless one of them has like a heroin habit that wasn't aware of or something. Even if you knocked on wood, it wasn't really enough that day. By all accounts, by, by all accounts, uh, everyone I know that ever played with Mighty Mighty Boston's were like, you know, Mighty Mighty Boston's comes up in casual conversation, which is not something that happens much in the year 2013. But everyone would be like, I know, not in but your conversations. <laughs> I know, but they are the nicest guys you will ever meet. They did a good like, job. No, they're like I've, really. I've always heard the same as well. Yeah. So nice, and so that's actually I, I, I'm been saying the term for gears, the GGBB. They were very proficient in their genre. Good, the good guys, bad I, band. Good guys, bad band. And that's first time, I, and that was like high school. Yeah, but of that like, genre, name one other band. You know what I mean? <laughs> of the ska punk genre, yeah, I, could well, name, I could name entirely. Yeah, I, could I could name too many, but I'm not going to sell our less than Jake. our, our podcast podcast space, which is very precious. Ooh, podcast, our, po- our pod, the podcast, our pod paste, which is uh, when things, when things get amorous. Um, no, I'm glad we have the cast. pop screens on our pod paste. Pop paste. Uh, but Coachella, not my jam. Not to take away from those that it is, but <laughs> Whatever, since they're dude. doing two of them now. And they also what? have this There's rule. They've been doing that for a while. They do it yeah. one weekend, then they do another one next weekend. So, But they have a rule that you can't play like the L.A. area around that time because it'll, it'll dilute the brand, right? So yeah, the, yeah. the thing is everybody comes up to the Bay Area to play other shows and like, hey, fuck it, we're already here, et cetera, et cetera. So what you see is a lot of like hip, you know, pitchforky bands that are maybe riding. On the way down. On their way up or on the way down, depending on who you're, depending on oh, who you I are. Meant, but yeah. I meant, uh, yeah, there, there's, you know, and, and they're your or legacy the acts that are, are, you know, have achieved a certain level of fame, and you know, that, that's a thing for them. Then there's the revival acts. I was saying, and okay, you're counting that as a separate category. Yeah, there's definitely different kinds of, of so so. The point is, that week in the Bay Area is ridiculous for shows. And ridiculous in the way that there's a ridiculous amount it's of shows. It's just lousy with shows. But it's also ridiculous in that a lot of the shows are ridiculous. And you see bands like, oh, OMD is playing. Why is OMD playing? Uh, and so I mentioned Sparks earlier, which I'm very excited about because I've never seen them play because literally I got into them. Yeah, but I can't stand fucking Legacy Acts, man. Sparks is, I mean. Sparks never stopped making music. And the last, I, I still feel that the last Sparks record is, is fantastic. Uh, and I got into them, I think a month or a week after they played the, uh, San Francisco last time, which was 10 years ago. So I'm super excited just for that. So you're kind of a poser. To be fair, I was just, uh, I was using Conan's own words against him, the, the hating was, Legacy. And I was, because I fucking love Legacy acts. I mean, Aerosmith, that's my fucking jam. You know, like I'll go to, I go to every, yeah, I've I seen pref- them 27 times. The material that um, Warren writes for them, but I mean, they're still pretty good. No, that's what I'm talking about. Their new stuff's where the, where the hits are. Desmond Child really speaks to me. You know, I, I, like when Thin Lizzy came around, I was like fucking all about it. You oh, know? cool. No original members. I'm excited. Yeah, to it, was, it was just stoked. So Nick Cave and the Bat Seeds are playing, uh, who I think is a great act. And it is someone that like for, for as far as a musical career goes of just staying true to your own vision and kind of doing new things and reinventing yourself. Right. Awesome. Totally behind it. I've also seen him and he puts on a fucking great show. It's really good. And for a long time, I would say most of the 2000s, 
I completely wrote off Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds because it was like, I don't need to hear any more like sad, depressing piano ballads. Like I'm, I'm good. It's like I've had enough Sonic Youth in my life forever. I've had enough of that style of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds songs, which I was under the impression that was all that he was doing. Now, fast forward to like uh, 2007, 2008, whatever it was, Dig Lazarus Dig was a reinvention informed by Grinderman that had this sleazy Las Vegas right. rock and roll thing going on. Okay. <laughs> and it was great. It was wonderful. And it, it made me go back and realize that, oh, oh there, uh-huh. there was like four or five records. <sighs> there were like four or five records that I missed, and one of them was actually really good. And so that's good to know. So oh, I yeah. listened to this new one. It's terrible. Oh. It's just dangerous. And again, Jeff Moody, you mentioned that like this, and, and it was a very throwaway line in his review. For in Strip, Strip Wax. Wax. Strip Wax, uh, who runs in uh, many alt-weeklies awesome. and uh, you can find online and is pretty much one of, one of the best things about rock and roll that you can find out there, I'd say. Said it sounds like the kind of music you would expect a 50-year-old to make, which... Mm. I was like, oh, for someone like Nick Cave that's like reinvented himself always successfully, no, but reinvented himself a lot and been pretty successful time and time again. That was like the one that, that like, I was like, oh man, that's incisive. And also <laughs> correct. Music you'd expect a 50 year old to make. <sighs> and that, the record blows. But I mean, wow. I'm still going to go see him play, and the ticket prices were fucking absurd. But I'm going to go because, you know, the girlfriend's never seen him. He does put on an amazing show, and he plays the catalog. He plays stuff from the catalog like an entertainer does, right? Mm. And it got me to thinking that, you know, I said, I bought these tickets for Sparks, and they were expensive. I bought these tickets for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. They were more expensive. And, you know, these legacy acts, they, they, they charge all this money, and I get it. They, people will pay for it. Well, they're people, hard up, you know? I mean, that's the whole reason they're getting paid. They don't get along. I mean, this is the part of their career where they can charge prices. Yeah, like, exactly and good right. on them. I'm not, I'm like, not taking that away from them. And for I'm me... Just, I'm doing I'm getting paid. Harkening back to the, an earlier episode, there are things that, you know, like I I still haven't seen Leonard Cohen, and I'm probably not going to, uh, because this is too goddamn much money. It's not going to get cheaper. It's not going to get cheaper, exactly. The, the, he's creating scarcity by continuing to age. Right. So demand will, will move right along with that. So that got me to be thinking about just fleecing the fans and when is oof, how much is too much. But then it's also like we live in this uh, permanent... Uh, oh, we, I think we got, we got a we oh, got a call What is here. this? Who's calling? How they know we were fucking casting? <laughs> who's, who's this? Who's this handsome stranger on the phone? <laughs> hey, hello, Mike. Yes, hello. Hey, I think it's. I think we have hey, a hairdo. Hey, what's hey, up? what's going what's on? Up? What's going on? Not too much. We're so, just uh, discussing some legacy acts and uh, you know and, and extortion. You yeah, know? how much is too much Light for stuff. like? Yeah, you, know, you got. Like, I didn't even price out how much Van Halen was last time. I would love to see Van Halen and David Lee Roth, but I'm not going to pay, like, $90 a ticket or some horse crap for that. Hey, dude, would you pay 120 bucks to go see Leonard Cohen? To go see Leonard Cohen? Yep. No, fuck him. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> Who would you pay 120 bucks to see? Um, I've, I've paid 100 I mean, I have paid a lot of money to see some artists. I, I'd pay it to see Prince, gladly. The guy puts on a sick show. Do you want to bring a priceless guitar and maybe let him destroy yeah. it in front of you? Yeah, as long as he, as long as he doesn't <laughs> sign it for me, I'm cool with that. Uh, 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 uh. As long as he cheats you like a total asshole. That's the important thing. Right, yeah. Well, the, you know, the funny thing is is that I actually went and saw... He, they were rehearsing for a thing at Carnegie Hall, a tribute to Prince, which I ended up going and seeing. 
And I, I, you know, I didn't have great seats, but I was looking to see, first of all, if like, you know, maybe he had like a cool replacement guitar or something and not, nothing. He had like the, the, the usual Gibson hollow body he plays on the uh, Jimmy Fallon stuff. Right. Uh, I was like, that's bullshit, man. Yeah, dude, that's, that's bullshit. Fucked, man. It was kind of a dick move in a high profile level. It was level. a huge dick move. So since I, I had a wandering bit that we was should maybe introduce. going nowhere before, yeah, I, I figure I, I probably should introduce. On the phone we have, uh, is it okay if I use your full name? There, of course, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hiding from anybody. <laughs> not, <laughs> Never not, know. You're not a dangerous yet. man. Yeah, so you haven't done, you haven't done, you can't stop the signal yet. Now you're going to have some enemies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good Good to know. Mike Howells, a.k.a. Hairdo, from the popular radio show and podcast, Live from the Barrage. Welcome, Mike. Hey, all right. Hey, Thank you for having me. It's, very, it's a lovely time being on somebody else's show for a change. I like this. Yeah, you just had to <laughs> yeah, dial. Yeah, just had to easy. dial your phone, and that was it, right? Just call. You don't even have to show. Right, and I said to phone in earlier. I said I'm very unprepared for tonight. You know, so if you want to move it or whatever, we can. And he says, No, you don't need anything. We'll do all the work. I'm like, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't shit, dude. You're actually on the on Fuck, the side. It's easy now. I don't even prepare, man. Mouse and I have never even I heard this podcast. Show, so. I mean, Conan tells us it exists, but I mean, we don't even know. We just show up and smoke, and it's. Right. He might be recording you for some secret love tape that he's going to mix together at some yeah. point in your life. Well, I mean, just, you know, multi-purposing. I think he's putting out some dubstep things and he's just like cutting it oh, up. Oh, yeah. And... That's where the money is. I look forward to the Skrillex dubstep version of your guys' podcast. Oh, Lord help us. Oh, it's going to be sick. So, yeah, I, I was saying uh, that, and thank you again, uh, for those for those not in the know, uh, Life in the Barrage is sort of a fast-paced comedic what are you talking about? Romp. People bring it up to me all the time. What are you? Comedic romp that uh, is available on the internet to listen to as a quote unquote radio show. Not actually on the radio, but in, in the sense that, oh, Howard Stern is on the radio and the fact that you can listen to him on Sirius. And, and it's a live show. Laugh in the Barrage. You... The, the difference between us and some others is that we do record the podcast live. I'm sure like you guys do, but we do it live to an audience. Right. So we, yeah, have exactly. to, we, have, we don't have the luxury of editing. No, yeah, yeah, which, that, that blurb out sometimes. Which is a wonderful luxury and something I can already tell you there's going to be at least two of in, yeah, this, yeah. in this particular episode <laughs> from egregious fuck-ups. Mostly is just me not writing down dates earlier. And uh, well, I, plan, I plan to give you plenty more to bleep out. Don't worry about it. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. We enjoy salacious content. So, Hairdo, and uh, before we get too much further, I, I do want to hear that you told me in, in person that how, how Hairdo actually came about as your nickname. But I'm going to say... Uh, I, can, I can tell you, no problem. All right, but first I want to say that you are actually one of my favorite people on Life in the Barrage. I don't know if I've you just told you just pissed off that. everybody else. I said, no, that's fine. Hey, listen, good. first of all, thank you for saying that. Second of all, don't worry about them. I'll <laughs> smack them around with something if I have to. No, that's not true. I love those guys. And it's, um, you, you, have a, you have a show full of very strong personalities, which uh, all like to talk, and I have no idea what that's like in any way, shape, or form, of course. But What do you mean? <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that when you speak and you have something to say, it tends to be the thing that kind of grabs me the most and just is like, it's either very incisive or very funny. And I think that that's something that you don't necessarily get for people that aren't fans as much. Like you don't All have right, like no. the sort of like uh, blowhardy kind of thing going on. Like John, okay. God bless him. Like, now, you know, you're ki- now you're kissing his ass. Come on. <laughs> No. So I think I, I think I know you, what you're saying though. You got a you've got a cool spot in that uh, in the same way. So when I listen back to our show when I'm editing it, the person that cracks me up most consistently is Evan because with Miles when he says what he says and I you know I say what I say I'm I'm, I'm pretty well aware of it I'm just reviewing it. But Evan sneaks stuff in and he sneaks stuff in in a way that that 
it's very subtle, but I'm a big stealthy cat. <laughs> a big lovable stealthy cat, yes. And, 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 and do me a favor, just so I can distinguish voices. Evan, just say something. I am Evan, and this is my name. Got it. Now oh. I know which one's Mouse and which one's Evan. I yeah, can, that, I was, that was Evan. Over. Yeah, no, that's important. That was Evan. This is me. <laughs> Got it. So what I'm saying is that you're the ninja of Life in the Barrage, and I appreciate that about you. I, I, I Well, I appreciate that. I think that is a very huge compliment, and I'm going to blow up my ego a little bit. But I, I, at the same time, I, I appreciate that. I try to be quiet until I have something to say that I think is either not of substance, like where you're going to walk away going, wow, that man, that man was correct. More like, <laughs> like, holy shit, I can't believe that dude said that, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I don't. I don't do it to be zany, you know. Or, or I put the quote air quotes. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> to be, yeah, to be veiny. To you say veiny or vain? Well, well, zany, veiny, veiny with a z. I say, hopefully, hopefully he's not too veiny <laughs> while they're while they're doing. You the have show. to ask Mrs. Hairdo about that. <laughs> <laughs> She's not here right now. She just went to back to her apartment. <laughs> but um, I would gladly get her on. She can tell you either, either that I. Well, well, she can tell you. I'm not going to leave that to her. That's not uh, my description to give. Well, we'll we'll ask. We'll ask. Let her, so, let her. I I don't I don't doubt that, and I don't, I wouldn't blame you actually. We're gonna need your I, girlfriend's I, phone I number. Yeah, I'll send it. We, we have some things to tell her. <laughs> oh, good. So so all right, let's cut cut the bullshit here. How how the fuck did you get called hairdo? How did that stick? How did is it like? Explain how this happened. Like I was a very young I was a young kid hanging out on the streets of New York, just like being a hoodlum, and I hung out with a bunch of a bunch of guys I grew up with, just like Jim Buck. John Houlihan and I went to the same high school together. We oh, didn't wow. go to like the same grammar school. Hmm. Okay. You know, even though we're, we lived near each other, we do, but we didn't know each other, you know, because that, that, you know, going to a different school, obviously, you, know, yeah, you yeah. don't know the same people. So before I got to high school, I hung out with a bunch of like guys that a lot of them became like a bunch of thug car thieves, you know, and like a graffiti oh, artist. A lot of them were graffiti artists, you know, and here in New York, that was like a big thing. Sure, sure, sure. Were they artists? So, you know, we're like hanging around in the park one night and, you know, I was like probably like about 12 years old. I'm, I'm too young to be hanging around with a bunch of car thief graffiti artists in the park, to be honest with you. And somebody says, yo, what are you going to write? What are you going to be your tag? Like for graffiti. I'm like, first of all, I can't draw. I'm like, I can't draw a <laughs> thing in my life. Yeah, that, that always hinders the, the tagging. So, you know, right there, I'm out. You were just hoping that would not come up. What you got to do is kind of stupid. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, 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 uh-huh. exactly. Uh-huh. By the way, I hate your art, and actually, I'm going to say it's not art at all. So, yeah. yeah. I I'd say there's a couple of standout guys that became artists, and they they, they do good work. But other than that, the rest of it was all crap, crumb bum stuff on the building. Yeah, sure. So I'm like, I'm not writing anything. But even if I was, I don't even have a, I don't have a tag. So like, yo, and one of these, these this hoodlum guy says, your name's going to be HD. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, like it stands for hairdo. Look at that, because I was growing my hair long because I was into heavy metal. You know, like trying to like trying to like look like a badass. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah, a yeah, kid. Yeah. I wanted sure, to. Sure, sure. That's the age you're doing it. Yeah, you're like for sure. Because you're a younger cat too. You're probably still heaven, uh, yeah. still kind of defining your personality, sort of making you know carving out your place in the world. Sure. Yeah. Well, exactly. So I, had a, like, I had a teenage. Look at moment. that mop on your head. That stands for hairdo. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> Forty years so later, I, and it's just stuck. It huh? didn't stick with those guys. None of those guys, and I still know some of them to this day. They don't. They don't. They don't even remember saying it. I made the mistake of telling John and oh. like a couple of my other friends, and it never went away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So you actually shook it, but accidentally brought her back. I, 
Although, you know, I, I've said it before, it could be worse. It could be something, you know, like, like hey, a you mouse? know, like shit breath. And I don't need that, you know. Shit breath or shit finger, some might say. Yeah, shit, shit finger, right. I, shit, I, I, shit finger would be worse. <laughs> That's what they call uh, uh, shit fingers would mean that you're you thorough. Yeah, one of the guys on the show, they, they sometimes call shit finger. Mm. But the, uh, the Ryan of the Ryan game. Ah, yes. Which but, live in the barrage, you he can... knows everything there is to know. The stinky pinky, think, if you will. About the Ryan game. Ryan and I went to the same grammar school together. So we've known each other since like, when we were like, little, little kids. Tight-knit crew. None of us went to any form of education together, so it kind of hurts our feelings <laughs> to hear you rub it in. You but. guys all met like adults. Yeah. We did meet as adults, and we interact differently as people that met as adults. So that is a, a real yes. dynamic thing. That is, a, that is and you, an and that is real a, thing. a great thing that you do have going on live at the from the barrage. Is yeah. is like the 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 you can tell that you guys have a lot of history together. Yeah, some of the best. The way that you crack on each other, and in a way, as as uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Dave Harrison, one of the other hosts there, is uh, kind of new to that group. Correct. You know, for, for lack of a better term, he'd be the new guy. Right. Sure. I, I don't mean that in any way, shape, or form other than, you know, the newest into the group. You and, know what I mean? And you... you Do you make him drive all night? <laughs> <laughs> Does he have to watch merch? I, I No, he doesn't. we don't have enough merch to have anybody carry it. I live close enough where I walk to and from the show. If Pat's feeling frisky and I'm feeling lazy, he'll give me a ride. But other than that, I... So Dave, no, we... But Dave... What does he have That's to do? his job. No, he doesn't have to do anything. I think Ryan has the worst job by having to come up with a game every week. Sure, sure. Uh, so, and what I was driving at is that Dave Harrison definitely, you, like, for me, I could tell just from even the outset, and I have been listening since the outset, that he was definitely someone that has done radio before, but there definitely wasn't that close-knit dynamic that you and, say, John uh, share, and then, you know, when, when Pat joined up. There definitely, it's... And it's weird for me to say it, but I think it's a very East Coast thing. Like you don't, at least in my experience, you don't see that as much around here because I think in the Bay Area, there's a big kind of itinerant population of people that came from somewhere else. So you don't get as many people that grew up together and have those shared experiences. It's a very real thing, actually. Yeah, Yeah. people definitely make fast friends, but it is still fast friends, Mm -hmm. you know, which is different. I agree with that because I've traveled pretty extensively in my life and I've never really met too many people that really hang out, like, you know, very rarely, like, like I said, John and I went to high school together. There's other, there's a few other guys that I see regularly that are also friends with John, but, I, you know, we see each other, like, at least, like, three times a month, which is weird. Like, who would think, like, 25 years after high school, 20, 25, you know, you still hang out with these four yeah. idiots. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great, though, you know? It is. But the truth of the matter is, and like I said, like you said, like, you know, geographically at West Coast, I have tons of friends out there and none of them do that. Right. Nope. It's just, it's just not a thing. And I think to a certain degree, one of the strengths of your show is you can kind of hear the friendship and that, that history in how you interact with each other, which makes it sound, <laughs> it makes it sound more established than it is, if that makes any sense at all. I, I can understand that. It sounds like we, like, it sounds like we have, like, I guess, like you said, a chemistry. Right, exactly. I guess we have an on-air, on-air chemistry, which is kind of not true. We just have chemistry, and it it, fall, it flows over to the on-air. You part. happen to be on the air, yeah, in the same sort of way that you know, ideally, with the you know, these these two guys and and me, you know, we have this connection because we obviously yeah, play in a band together, and we yeah, spend, spend plenty. Time. I mean, you guys do a lot of touring. I mean, yeah, and and that listen, that puts not a strain on a friendship, but you know it. 
I guess that's not the right word, but it, it certainly can strain a friendship. That's for sure. I've lost plenty of plenty of friends on a poor van or a tour bus or whatever. Well, and for us, we're we do have a nice adult vibe in the sense that yeah. we did meet as adults that we tend to interact that way when we have tension. And, we, and do, but it's different in the way that you would maybe just like this is the guy I grew up with. I'm going to punch him in the face because that's what I want to do. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. And, and it is we're lucky in the fact that we're all dudes that have you know been around and toured and made records and things. And in some cases, like you know, Mouse and I is old band used to play together, and so we've known each other for a long time. But we kind of know you know how to get around some of you know the, the bullshit the bullshit yeah and, and it's family it's, exactly. it's 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 in the same way and what i'm driving at is that plus you know, touring in the uh touring in the west coast is totally you know like there's hours that we, we spend oh, yeah. together in yeah, it's, it's, it, it is not to say that it's not like oh we're gonna go play in philly and it's like a two-hour drive yeah, you know, it's, right. those, no, those, I know. Like it's, it's a real ass cool. trip if you're going to portland from here it's you 10 know? hours yeah yeah, no, for, no, but like for like from Frisco to for to L.A. is like what Don't six call hours, San six, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody ever. Yeah, calls that's a Frisco. that's a long drive for like you know considering it those is. are two major cities and probably your two major stops. It's sure. just that's it's it's, it's not like an overnight thing. Or people think like oh you know oh yeah. Or a lot of people think when you're on tour you can stop and get out and have a lot of fun. No, you no, there's no, there's no time. That is a misconception, it's, 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 especially it's, 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 on the in the western part of the country. Yeah, that's, that's not happening. There's no a lot way. Of, lot of nothing. So what happens is you end up with a lot of uh, bullshit that ends up being turned into this show for us. Yeah, say our van experience <laughs> is a lot like this show, and it's sort of how we came to be doing this show. Is just people when we'd get out of the van and stay, keep doing the sh- shit we were doing in the van. People would be like, "Oh, you should record that," which, right. is, sort of, which is sort of the impetus for this. Existing and Mike Moraski from Steel Pole Bathtub, which I don't know if you heard that episode, uh, Mike, but he, he, he I had, didn't. I've only heard episode one, I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh man, it's gotten way better. I appreciate your candor, yeah, it's gotten way better than like, episode one. <laughs> way like if you just judge on episode one and be like, oh, it looks like they're having fun up there, you know, yeah, like. those kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, I, I, those guys I, I, could be out on the street selling themselves for crank, but they're doing a podcast. <laughs> Mike, uh, the last thing I'm going to say, Mike Moraski said that it's sort of like being locked up in a tour van at 3 a.m., which I was like, you know what? That's a better descriptor than any bullshit we could come up with because that's exactly what it is. And not everybody has that experience or is looking for to hear that kind of talk. Or is looking for it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I know that that thing. I I know that feeling. As soon as you said it, I got like a little chill, like crap. I'm (laughs) stuck. Right, exactly. <laughs> Here we are. But you're listening to good tunes, you know, and like hopefully you're having a good time, and then you know maybe it's going. I, I have a retard. question for you guys since you tour together. Sure. In the van, I, I know. I know who's driving says what you listen to. Yes. I get that. Yep. Yes. If if somebody in the back says, "Hey, can you turn it down?" Do you turn it down? Mm. Depends. Mm, it does depend. A, I think that's a case to case. If it's late enough that you need to stay awake, like I, I think it's a definite. No. Yeah. No. No. It's, no this a, is day. Let, 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 I'll even give you that. I, I'll, I I'll say there's a fade to the. There, there's often a fade to the front. Yeah, like, you can would, kind you of. Can do. We do use that once. Well, in a we while. do use that. Like where you, uh, you know, fade it from the back to the front, so it's just the dudes in the front getting the brunt of the the noise. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, the it's driver's call. You know, if you yeah, don't if you don't want to be a dick, you know, you can you can oblige, but. For, for me, I always, I almost always pick what I want to pick based on the dude who used to write for zines, dude who used to work in a record store, like, hey, I think you guys might like this. Or, hey, here's a thing that, you know, I know we all like. I, I tend to, like, gravitate towards that. Rather He's than a little bit I, of a pusher. I am. I'm a total pusher. All right. Pat, Pat Walsh driving with Pat. He's, very, he's a pusher. I got pushed on a lot as a, as a touring guy with Pat. 
Pat Pat really wanted to push uh, some norm some norm <laughs> some norm McDonald uh, skit material. Let me guess. At, at Pat, maximum volume at about Pat five a.m. Uh, he doesn't place. turn it down, does he? When you ask Pat to turn it down, he won't, will he? Um, I, you know, I can't recall the last time that I had to travel with him on a long trip. But I no. When I when we were younger and I traveled with him, the answer is no. He did not turn it down. You would go through cassette, and there were cassettes, by the way, where you he. He'd fast forward, get to the song he wants, and about halfway into it, flip it out and pop in another one and start looking for another song. Like, these are all blank tapes. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not quite that bad, but I, I'm like that. But Evan, I, I, can, I do. I, I'll, I'll admit that I do that sometimes. Evan is pointing mm-hmm. out a, a very awesome experience we had when we were in New York last time, where we actually met you in person. Which is that we stayed at Pat's place, and you know, everyone's smoking, drinking, having a good old time, and as, as the libations flow, the volume of the music gets louder and louder. And he has a kick-ass basement that it's is like soundproof, fucking incredible. Yeah. The, guy, know, the guy's a loud-ass stereo, so he takes advantage of it. He's an yeah, impressive motherfucker sure. in every way. He's built all this shit. Uh, no, he, and he got it set up. Great, but I, I listen. There's a, it's four a.m. You're drunk. Turn it down, man. It's four a.m. You're not drunk, even, not and you're not music. even playing music anymore. You're playing Norm Macdonald comedy bits at ear-splitting volumes and like talking <laughs> really along were. to the punchlines. <laughs> we were just sitting there chain smoking and fucking. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here like like being like, man, this is amazing. And terrible, and I don't even know how I could explain this properly. It but... was. It was like seeing a band that's like so loud that you want to throw up, but it's Norm Macdonald just like doing skits. You know, like it was amazing. And for those for those not in the know, Pat Walsh is also on Life at the Barrage as well. Uh, a a sort of later entrant to the original uh, crux of the show, but a, a very important one as well. That is correct. He showed up with uh, one of your. Your um, message board fellows, Tom Drucker, and just we never let he never left after that. Yep, he just he <laughs> stuck <laughs> around. Wasn't really invited to stay, but, but just stuck around all chain the time. smoking in the corner, <laughs> like you do. That was, no, that's a true story. He 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 drove. He wanted to have Tom Drucker or Drucker. I don't know which one. It you is. know what? I don't. How the. I fucking love that guy, but I can't spell. I can't fucking. I can spell it. I can't pronounce his goddamn English ass last name. Is it Drucker? Well, I, 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 it's Drucker. Somebody, somebody like said the other one to me. They're like, "No, it's Drucker." And I'm like, "No, I thought it's Tom." Oh, man, what are you doing to me? Maybe he'll listen to this and uh, let me know. Probably not. Clarify for us all. Actually, I don't know because th- there seems like there's a good amount of PRF people that listen to anything barrage related, which is great. Because you guys have built up this kind of uh, cachet of, instead of being that pitying, like, oh, you guys are doing that? Well, I feel like I'm getting to know some of the PRF people, and I've never even been on it once in my life. You kind of uh, don't need like, to. I mean, I, I, these dudes are not on it, like they, but we play the things. Yeah, I met lots of great people, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about uh, Jim Camp. Yeah, play the things and like hang so, out with the dudes a lot, and they're, all, yeah, exactly, a lot of red people, but... Yeah, no, every and the people I have met, like like yourselves and a few others in person, have been awesome. They tend to be very smart, very creative people that are very good at what they do, but a little odd. And I speak of myself mm-hmm. in the same way. And I'm I'm not an exception that proves the rule or anything. I'm, I'm definitely fall. And it's it can it can taste them getting used to because at first everybody seems so like cerebral. It's like oh they're like some judgmental fucking assholes. No, they're all just like they they enjoy things in their own way. And they're, it's a really smart, creative group. And I tried real hard to get caught up to you guys' show to see if you talked about it. I kind of got, kind of did, kind of didn't. I don't know if you talked about the PRF Thundersnow at all, but the last thing, PRF thing that played 
It was a thing in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. This beautiful thing, like on a frozen lake. Oh, I, somebody called in from that, yeah. Uh, Bradley, I think. Uh, yes, Brad, Brad, that's Mr. correct. Yeah. From uh, Bookburners. Bookburners. And <laughs> there's a great story that we did not tell from that. That We didn't tell the... That's true. Well, tell it now, damn it. <laughs> Thanks for forcing the issue, hairdo. We were really lagging no on this. Yeah. No, well, if you, listen, if you guys are giving each other a look like, let's not do it, then don't do it. Oh, no, it's, it's a good story. Fine. I feel like a dick because you're on the phone and I want to talk about you and... but uh, Enough yeah. talk. <laughs> it is. All right. Mouse. Okay, so Jim Camp. So we so we played Blackout Dates. I'll start. You can finish. We played Blackout Dates earlier, which is one of those people that we were talking about, this guy, Jim Camp, who's just one of the best dudes. We told this... Mm-hmm. Uh, we told this story, and it was the uh, the uh, what we, you know our moment of Zen of the last episode that we play after nobody's paying attention anymore. Uh, the story he told, he told Evan. He's just a great, great guy. And and, this, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm a little confused. This is on the podcast, or this is we were on, talking uh, about uh, it on the podcast. This happened up here okay. in Snow. This this fellow Jim. I didn't Camp, know if this happened at a live show. That's the only thing I was I was a little confused. Sorry so about that. You have the bands. The bands are playing. It's a good time. Everyone's you know it, it, it's great. It's the best show you could ever play. But with all of everyone else, it's the that guy of that of the that scene or that city all in one place mm-hmm. all enjoying each other's stuff so you have this karaoke and it's ridiculous it's exactly as ridiculous as you would expect it to be in the best possible way and of course and people were still stoked to be doing karaoke after like 10 bands yeah. you know which is uh that's that's peculiar a testament in and of itself to the, the type of personality you're dealing with the here. energy is crazy yeah, and so way fun so jim camp and it's the, the the drummer for Bear Claw, who's been one of the steadfast, fucking incredible individuals doing sound all day and all weekend and doing it really well, which is a thankless right. task. I've noticed the little PRF clips I've seen online have all sounded fucking amazing. Pro shit. You know, just like really just like amazingly like knowing their shit. So he's running the karaoke. As well, after running sound all day. After running sound all day. <laughs> oh, jeez, that poor guy. Yeah. But he's having a great oh, just, time. Doing wait, it. It, gets, it gets even it better. It gets better. So, yeah. Jim, so Jim Camp from Blackout Dates gets up and he does, uh, uh, what was him? Uh, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to knock you out by LL Cool J. And he's killing it. And s- by going nuts. Destroying it. Yeah. And, uh, and at one point, sort of like knocks off this laptop, which is just, it's, it, the karaoke is just running out of the laptop. It's not like a pro karaoke setup. Or whatever, right, right. but like kind of knocks it over, and it, every all's well that it ends well. But it yeah, was a precarious like, situation, and there's like no one wants to see a laptop fall and get destroyed. So and... then, dude from Bear yeah, Claw comes I'm, up I'm, after it's over, and uh, sounds terrible. Yeah, no. So so the laptop falls, and the 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 guy who's the ostensibly the karaoke host, the dude from Bear Claw, it, it, it calls up the next next person, which is which is Brad from Bookburners, and uh, he's just doing he's just saying a little thing like, "Wow, well, hopefully my this my work laptop doesn't get broken this time." Enough around. talk, and then that's that's what he says. He just says, no. "So, so Brad, yeah, Brad Weisenberger is getting Brad up. He's the next guy, so he gets called He's getting ready to sing next, and yeah, he's just like, "Oh man, I'm like, I hope my my work laptop." isn't destroyed i'm sure glad it wasn't and and then homeboy says enough talk brad brad weisenberger was who was the next man called up said enough talk to him just enough talk. Just, it's, it's the most casually... we made a really funny story on for it we, unfunny we really right now this one. We really, yeah you pretty much boner killed that punchline yeah <laughs> a lot of build we, up. we we definitely did lots of build up no payoff <laughs> so there's this weird we like pointing going off. around where it was like uh okay like, uh, i'm just trying not to be the asshole that's fucking dominating the story because you do the better enough talk anyway yeah, whatever know, enough talk well, this the casual arrogance of like Enough talk. It's time to do my song. It's, it's really stuck with us. It's and we love it because it it's, it's, it's fucking like, amazing. It was beautifully. The guy's executed. got presents. Oh. He's he's and then, got. And then he sang he sang looking glasses brandy or fine girl in the style of oh my, my god that's of, my, of that's 
of my, my dick. Hairdo's favorite song yeah. of all time. Yeah, but he, he sang it. He in did my the my dick. dick yeah, he, did, he made dick. it about his dick, and it was uh, my dick. Is the greatest oh. dick because it's my dick. <laughs> my life, oh, oh, my now, love, now and my lady. That to the home life. Thank you very day. much. I never <laughs> doing the my dick version of that. I hear that song more than you more than you'd imagine. It's a pretty good jam. The it's life right. of oh, my lady yeah. is my dick. So, my and Brad is just like the kind of guy that he's like a sort of he he. Like I said, the casual arrogance of Brad Weisenberger, but I actually mean that as, as, as a backhanded compliment because he's a, kind of a leader among men type of guy. Like he's got a good presence. He seems like he seems like he reminds me of John Hulahan. He's a very he's a staunch character in the way that like some people will like take me that way, but most people are like, no, you can't, no, I'm not gonna fucking listen to you, you asshole. And like, <laughs> and it's interesting that's like. Some people can pull that off, and he's the guy that can pull that off, and you, you can't dislike him for it. You're just like, that's hilarious. Like, enough talk. Like, the guy's worried about his work laptop getting destroyed, and he enough says talk. enough talk. <laughs> and pulls it off. And, and pulls it, it off. off. And no one Fucking... thinks he's a bad guy for it. You know? Everyone's just like, yep. Just like, that was awesome. <laughs> but you ha- it's, enough all, talk. It, it's all about the tone. You know, like, if you can't hit it, you shouldn't even try. And when you know you have it, you know you have it. If you got the cock, do the walk. I don't have it, man. I don't have it. I don't, you don't, I, have, you I don't, have, don't have the cock. Have I have. I have a. I have. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. You don't have the cock for the walk. I have the cock for the walk, but I, I just don't. I don't walk the walk with the cock. I, sure. I understand. understood. Understood. <laughs> All right, so, t- so two things I want to hit. I-, I I didn't get the chance to listen to the dolphin fucker episode of Live from the Barrage, oh, but I will tell you anything you want to know. Fucking something. <laughs> So you had a dolphin fucker, uh, huh? It was I, interesting. I don't even I know where to begin I, for if, I, if you don't I, have I, the context. No. Like it's like I don't even know where wait, to wait, start oh, with explaining this. But that was uh, two weeks ago. That was two wow. weeks ago. Just so you know, at the record at the time where you and I are speaking on the phone right now, that's a real that thing was that two exists. Weeks ago, and I a real, still a real don't feel right. That, oh. oh wait, that's a real. That's a real thing. Yeah, and it's yeah. been it's been known to be for quite some wow. time that it's a thing. Well, let's let Hairdo tell this part of the tale because I haven't listened to this episode yet, but I'm excited to listen to it, but not sexually was, excited um, <laughs> to be clear. It was, it was, it was, um, it was probably, it really was a bizarre moment in my life where I really like, I, I went home like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what the fuck? Who is this guy? But the, the thing, okay, there's, he, this is, I, and I can't recall his name. His name is Malcolm. I think his name is Malcolm Brenner. I believe that's his full name. And he wrote a book called wet goddess. And wow, what kind he had, and it was it's a, it, now the story is is um fictitious to some degree where like you know the names have been changed and all this stuff. It's sort of, it's it's sort of real, sort of not like about a, a man who has like a relationship with a dolphin. Oh my god! I have not read the book, so I cannot give you too much info on it. You know, <laughs> that's a piece of literature. But you can't you can't speak it, you can speak for the salacious content. It is based on this guy's true life experience. He said in 1971, I think it was, uh, he had a sexual relationship with a dolphin. Yeah, which I I, I remember. There was a vintage like penthouse or a hustler that I read an article that he wrote, you know, as bathroom as bathroom material in like college. Oh no, no kidding, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. from 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 the seventies. Yeah, it was consensual. Well, I mean, yeah, as much it as it can be. Yeah, I mean, he hung around. Like he put, he put the in the work. Yeah. Dolphin was down. Like you, it, it, yeah, it's more of a seduction of a dolphin. It's not raping oh. a dolphin. It's oh, like making a dolphin want to fuck you. 
Yeah, so, so just yeah. just to be clear, because I think we might have done the thing that we both get accused of and your show gets accused of, which is kind of we talk over the guests a little bit when we get excited about something, that this is a man who had sexual congress with a porpoise, correct? Right, and only the one time. He said it was a one, you know, he, had a, he said he had a mental oh. connection with the dolphin, but the sex only happened the one time. Oh, my we God. Did, we asked, and I think these are some of the important questions. I'll, I'll just answer, I'll answer this one. We asked him if, if the heads were out of the water. Because I think that's an important question. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's, ooh, that is yeah, a, yeah, okay. Ooh. And he said they started out, then they moved underwater, which the the, the, the thing to me that I found so Ugh. not, I, I, I just found so disturbing was how blasé he was about it. It was just so matter of fact. And like I it was, happens every oh. day. Like this is just like a normal occurrence. Yeah, but how, like, right. how many people do you have sex with once and you call that a relationship? I, I, that's another thing, you know, and I didn't ask him that because we, you know, we were trying as, to be But as I recall from the, like, the article, he put in the legwork, you know, like he oh, okay. came around and swam and brought some fish, you know, just. Oh, he, he, he went courting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so, as, as best I recall. I, I mean, this was at least 10 years ago that I read this, but. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, 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 I also remember the tone of just like very, the matter of factness. I'm starting to feel Of gross. like, oh, well, like, this is gross, what I wanted gross. to do. So wow. this is what I set out to do next, and more so than just well, like, well, this is a fucked up thing. Like there was no element of like, oh, this is a fucked up thing to his, his, his style. Well, was he Canadian or German? He's from Florida, which is oh, almost, okay, I don't okay, know, okay. Probably, just as bad. A combination of both. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, no, it's it gives like, you access. Yeah, it's you the know. worst of both worlds. He's he's from America's Wang, <laughs> but that's not the point. <laughs> Total. I, I think one of the, one show of me your dingo, America. We investigated the morning of our of our podcast for that night. He said, "I'll come on." Three months earlier, he had said no. So it kind of took us all by surprise, and nobody was really prepared. So upon investigating, we found out that he has had a relationship with a horse. No, currently, what? Current, and I, now I don't. Now again, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't know the details of that. Is that unfortunate? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I, guess it's I think not. for for your continued uh, sleep at night, that might be actually very fortunate. What? That's <laughs> it's like ridiculous. The, that would be like the little clown doll in the post poltergeist movie. Oy. Like some scary shit I don't need in my life. What's he working on next? Well, he's currently <laughs> an in a relationship with his dog. Oh my god! Ah, what? Well, so is half what? of a fucking America, dude. Just get to a lot the of outside, peanut, you know, right. a lot of peanut butter. You know, hey, any other any other animals in your repertoire? And I and he says, I'm only here to talk about dolphins tonight. Now, <laughs> as you guys are doing this podcast and probably looking at each other right now, like, whoa! Yeah, you can only imagine. Like, we all shot each other like the look of like. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, like, enough yeah, talk. Yeah, like, yeah, just <gasps> enough, no, talk. enough talk, bro. What are you doing? Who are you doing? What, what's next? Uh, what, what, you what? Know, I, I, so, and I just, had a just, whole bunch of other questions about the dog, and then he threw me off. I was like, fuck. I don't know what to say now. He's <laughs> only the, he, was the, he was very explicit about it. So just, just to be clear, if people want to hear this interview, as well as it sounds like you should, you, you can find Live from the Barrage on iTunes. Uh, or you po- could probably go to, um, I guess, livefromthebarrage.com. Yeah, do you guys ever I, update that? I, Doesn't seem like you do. I don't do shit. Um, <laughs> I'm not the web guy. I believe I would be shocked if you, if you guys were not our the the, the podcast equivalent of suggested friends like Laugh in the Barrage is, is in there. So if by some you know there's like whatever like thirty percent of the listening audience doesn't know what your show is. All right. Yeah, if you by that I mean my mom and know. my dad. Go ahead and uh, <laughs> Laugh in the Barrage. Well, Google, I don't Google, Google Laugh in the Barrage. Mom or dad should listen to this dolphin sex show. I, I tried to. Mom and dad, know, mom and dad, dad need to open, open up their minds a little bit. 
You know, my, my mom said, I don't want to hear it. Thank you very much, though. You know what? My dad probably would listen to it, which is the fucked up thing about yeah, my dad. Can see you, like, what, what was the uh, genesis of uh, who was your connection to the dolphin fucker? How did he? John Houlihan met him via some political goddamn controversy on Facebook. Hmm, and, and, and then when, when John Trolling. three months ago presented this to me, said, hey, I have this guy. You know, I, I met him online, blah, blah, blah. He's dolphin fucker. I said, what? He goes, you want to hear the worst part? And I said, I guess. That, wait, that's not the worst yeah, part. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what part? I was just fucking thinking. Like, wait, that's not the he worst goes, part? I agree with this man on every social fucking thing I have in my, you know, every oh, social no. politics. I'm like, get out of here, really? But He's this like, guy I don't know. fucks like, dolphins. Everything the guy agrees with, I agree with. Wow. Except for the dolphin fucking. And I don't think John disagrees with it. I just don't think he had an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, man. He's agnostic on the issue of dolphin fucking. Yeah, well, you can't judge a man by his dolphin fucking. So just to be clear, uh, there's more than dolphin fucking to life in the barrage. You guys guys have a very fast-paced variety show. It's it's ostensibly... uh, Singer from DRI has been interviewed. Which you have a a strong... You're you're the DRI to tie, right? That was not a good interview. We we listened to it on the road, and it was it was fascinating in the sense that we couldn't look away from it. You know, it was when it got to the Google DRI point, like we were all just we were in heaven, yeah, which reverse hilarious. heaven. Which it just to like, get a little meta, when John Hulhan was on the show, and I pulled a clip from the show, I specifically at these guys' behest pulled that clip, which is just it, on its own not a funny clip, but just funny in the way of it's just like the all right, I guess this. Google DRI. <laughs> like, Doug for, like, a plug for something for, like, a full and minute. And is not like, giving it like, to him at all. like, nope. 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 He just... He, just, he, he, he was so... Funny, he had so many stories. He my house, like, three nights last week. The, I mean, but you know, we were the most, talking about the most excited he got, I didn't like, like plug in my own band. Like torturing you was the thing that he was most excited about in the whole interview. <laughs> like he lit, up, he lit said. right up. Yeah, he lit right up when he's talking about torturing, like like kid you on fucking or Christmas or morning. Yeah. Just yeah, like fucking <laughs> a plus guest when he was talking about tormenting you or the other the new guy in the van, in the band that all, he always makes drive. You know, just. Dude, I try to split that because I, 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 I take, I'll play, like, I, I filled it on bass, so I'll end up filling it on driving, too. <laughs> so how the guy you, won't, so you have to drive on Kurt won't drive. Shift. Yeah. How did you, well, he's, yeah, he's too busy hoping that there's a drum set where they show up to play, you know, so what are you going to do? Uh, so how did you get hooked up with DRI? That. Like, like, like what? I'm a, what? Lifelong, I'm a lifelong fan. This is, this is a true story. I'm a lifelong fan. I was seeing them, you know, you know, every tour for, 20 years, whatever the hell that is. So I, somehow I started doing tech work for them when they were in, in town. We were friendly. And then, like, you know, me and Kurt would, like, smoke weed. Yeah, you know, so, so they like, just, then I'd get them pot on the East Coast. Yeah, just kind of tour buddies that a, at that not point. Not that I'm a dealer. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, tour buddies that way. <laughs> no, no, you not know. I'm a dealer, like, but I have very good no, prices. No, no, you know, like, yeah, like, it's, which is <laughs> no, always no, nice no, to no, have. But, 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 uh, like, but what do you need? Right, I would hook up with my guy, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. He said, hey, do you want to come do some roadie work on a, uh, a tour in Europe? I said, sure. Yeah. Let's go. Fucking why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. Serious. You know, I'll take, I'll take four days off work. Well, you know, it, was like, it wasn't a tour. It was like a festival. It was like a one-off. First show in Europe in, in Europe in like nine years or some shit. I was like, sure, what the hell? Let's go. So we get there, and sure enough, somebody couldn't make it. So like we were sitting there, and they said, 
So the drummer looks at me and goes, you really know these songs? I'm like, what? Whoa. And uh, the next thing I know, like, you know, like 12 hours later, I was like headlining like this like three day like crazy metal festival and like outside of like Red. Poland in the Czech Republic for like 8,000 people and with the pouring rain. It's like the retarded version of Rockstar Shrine, Mark Wahlberg. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. You're like Tim Ripper Owens. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little... Uh, it's funny, I got very sick in Brazil, as you may have heard on that show with Kurt that time. He was pretty pumped about it. That is the only yeah, episode I've listened to of your show multiple times over. More like, you gotta hear this show. Like, this is... You gotta... <laughs> Which is funny, because I don't feel like it's very indicative of you guys' show, but I think as a no, piece of not. entertainment... No, you've had way better interviews. It's, but it's super <laughs> compelling. Like, it's just like... <laughs> Like top to bottom, we're just like, all right. So, what do you do when you? Oh, we, we, you know, when you when you go to town to these places, like, oh, well, we borrow the uh, one and that's it. And sometimes, this one time, you know, the parents made the kids leave and they didn't want to leave the drum kit. And <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> what? And we're sitting here listening in a fucking honest to goodness tour van, <laughs> traveling. I think Salt Lake City, right, on a Monday. Was it? And I was, we're just like, what the, what the fuck? The DRI's a fucking big band. We don't have no backline. <laughs> fucking what the fuck? And use like... somebody else's backline every night. And it was just so <laughs> casual and just kind of like, what? I can't... For me, as someone that... And I've really talked to myself as a control enthusiast because I'm not freakish about it. But I'm we enthusiastic bring, We bring lamp heads you have and a strong interest stars in one base. That's it. It's wild. <laughs> and you two are like, uh, like a minivan or some shit, right? Yes. In the wow. states, you know, in Europe, get a bus. Yeah, rad. I, I mean, to me, and and again, like, I, this is a very narrow, the more, much more narrow casted podcast than your show. So there's a lot of music people involved. But for the people that that are not music people that don't, that that's absurd. Like that's not. It is absurd. That's not. That's not <laughs> normal. Like, you know, I don't point, know. Like, it's really, it's pretty, at this pretty point, funny. they've been a touring band it's for easy thirty-one if you can years. Get away with it, I mean, man. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got to cut costs where they can. I don't. I don't blame those guys. Hey, no, they're, they're making it work, man. Fucking God bless them. And I say that as a stone cold atheist. You know, if you get nine more years out of this, let's be realistic. Jesus Christ, that's got to be. Re- you know, everything from here on out has got to be a retirement fund. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's uh, so. All right, uh, we're we're getting way out off track with the mechanics of it. We're just becoming a process story. But so you got tied up with them. You know, you, you're doing some merch, like you and you. You play. You fucking fill in on base at this gigantic festival for DRI, DR fucking I, right? That was pretty cool. And this is like uh, you're a big fan, right? This is a mm-hmm. big big deal for yeah. you. And had, had you like been a dude that played in bands before? No, but I I, I was I worked I worked as I worked recording actors voiceover for like a long, long time. Oh, no like way. on films and television. So I met everybody come and go, like actors. So I like I never got the starstruck thing. Uh. Occasionally like somebody would come in, like I didn't know Harrison Ford was coming in one day and he came in and I was like, Holy shit, that's Harry, that's Indiana Jones and Han Solo, like, oh my God. But for the most part, you know oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's that's Julian Moore would come day. in in the morning, didn't hear on the afternoon, we'd say, see you later. And, well, I get starstruck. Pat Sajak came in to record, like, a pinball game once, and I was like, dude, this is fucking Pat Sajak. I was, like, freaking out. Fucking Pat Sajak. Goddamn Wheel of Fortune, motherfucker. What? Right, and he was such a, he had such a great voice. He read so well. I mean, you know, no, no, no plosive P's, no, you know, you guys know recording, yeah. obviously, from yeah. and he was just so good at it. I was like, this guy is awesome. That guy is uh, way right wing, too. Pat Sajak, he's a right wing motherfucker. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, so wait, was hardcore. that your first? Wait, was that your first show? 
that you'd played that that festival. That you, sorry, yeah, you're getting back to the all right. So you you've met all these people like that like led up to you. You're not a starstruck motherfucker. So you, you're at this festival. You're playing with this band. You're really into. Obviously, you're really into them. You're traveling with them. You're part of like the road crew. You're part of the team, but you're not yeah, part I mean, of the I team. Know, I, I knew them well, and well, I knew them well enough to. Well, then what happened? This is this, what happened. Two members didn't show up. What? Spike the guitar. Spike the guitar player has. What do they have better things to do? What the fuck? Like it's a fucking festival, and I'm sorry. Yeah, col- what happened was what? the two of them were traveling together, and the Spike had colon cancer. Oh, or, you know, he's still <laughs> oh, I'm, with I'm it, the asshole now. Sorry. Yes. No, 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 no. And he had like a, he got very sick at the airport where they actually said he's not able to fly. Oof. So Harold, the bass player, said, "You know, I'm I can't get on the plane without him. You know, I'm not going to leave him standing here. Yeah, and if you know, I'm going to stick with him foreign uh, land." You know, so, so we, you know, via some fucking phone calls, we figured it out. They, they're they not coming. We're already there. You know, monies have been exchanged via managers and stuff, so yeah, the yeah. show has to go on. Yeah. So they find this guy in a DRI, and I and get this, in a DRI tribute band. <laughs> so, he, so he's really the Ripper Owens. It is like yeah. that fucking movie. God damn it. <laughs> Wait, no, but it gets even better. So we, we go to this rehearsal studio on like a Sunday morning, this festival, like, you know, Sunday night we're headlining. Or whatever it is, we we, we start to practice. And this guy, he's about he's about like forty years old. He shows up, and it's eleven in the morning, and he's fucking bombed, bombed. <sighs> he can barely even hold the guitar. Like, was he trying to do the thing? Like, oh, I'm going to go play with the big rock stars. I better show up wasted so they know I'm serious. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. Or I let me. I'm nervous. Let me. Let me. I'm a couple of beers ah, before I go. Yeah, Who knows? Do it. Yeah. Well, you're like in it. Like you're in a tribute band, man. Yeah. You just shot. <laughs> Guy fucking blows it. Can't play fucking six notes in a row. We were like, oh, man, we're going to have to cancel this. And all of a sudden, this 20-year-old kid whose studio it was was like, can I try? And he knew all the songs. And this kid fucking wailed. Nice. Rad. <laughs> we ended up going out there. Like I said, like at this point, it's like seven hours away. Christmas is my maybe saved yet. Yep, this little kid, Thomas. And I ended up giving him, like, we, we ended up paying him, like, double what anybody else would have made. Awesome, dude. That's awesome. So well, did, you, you, had, you had like a rehearsal? Tim Ripper Owens guy. Tim Ripper Owens shows up and just passes out drunk blew, in the It'd be like that movie if Tim Ripper Owens Slept just through it. <laughs> got like really fucked up on Quaaludes before he showed up. <laughs> right, exactly. And it was like not played Steve by Mark Wooden. Wahlberg, but was played by Steve Buscemi or something. Like, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> it was how, it was how it. he blew it. I'd make that movie. Fuck this. <laughs> This movie, would, that movie would be so much better if you guys wrote it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah, we, we were thinking, we were, a lot we of were movies of, would. We, we spent a lot of time talking about <laughs> doing a remake of Rockstar. A lot of movies would. <laughs> we're going to remake Shazam with Shaquille O'Neal, and we're going to get it right this time. Oh, okay. You guys do that one, and I'll do um, Space Jam. I was just going to say, we're, I, we're, I'm not going to touch Space Jam, though. Space yeah, Jam but, is a oh, so really? good classic. Perfect. It's classic. It's so Don't good. wouldn't change a scene. Maybe uh, I'm, right, I maybe right. maybe you, some of Bugs' Bill, lines. Maybe get Bill Murray again, but get him to do it in more of like you know his his Jim Jarmusch style. All right, so you play this show. You play this show. This fucking big show. This kid fucking superheroes in. You know the you know the the songs because uh, you're the guy. You're the guy. You're, you're the fan. You're like a part of the team, but you're not you know normally the, the on. I have on a good memory, and I got lucky. That's all. But had you had, I mean, had you had much of a background playing music? Had you played in punk rock bands? Like, I, well, I played, I played in some bands. You know, I mean, as a matter of like Pat, Pat John and I were a band when we were 
in high school, like traveling, like doing like yeah, out of state gigs. What was the name? You know, for, for a bunch of high school kids, it was pretty fucking awesome. You know. What was the name? What was the name? The reject. Name? The reject singular. <laughs> Just the reject. All right. Cool. So that wasn't okay. I go. One of my first words. bands was called The Worst, and we were we were not. It was not false advertising. We were. I was terrible. in a band called Maximum Vacuum Power that also was similarly like self aware in terms of like, well, this, is, this, called, is, uh, this is where we're at. I was a band called World Peas. <laughs> Was it like, was, was like W R W H I R? Then that's the that was the pre spork name. Yeah, that's the worst out of all of us. That's pretty fucking bad. That was fucking bad. So uh, you had some. You have background in music, is what I'm saying, and and you you know these. I, songs. I have a little bit. I'm not classically trained. I can't read a lick of music, but if you but put it on been and give me an in tune bass, or I'll tune it. Um, I'll get it. I'll get it figured out. Unless it's some, like, you know, deep-rooted, like, fucking arpeggio shit, I'll need a couple of runs with it. Some Yako Pastorius. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if it's a straightforward rock and roll song, by the end, I'll figure it out, and then we'll, we'll play it the next time around. So it worked out okay. The festival turned out all right. Christmas was saved, right? Yeah. Yes. Thank God it did. People That's rocked. Awesome. That's actually pretty People much rolled. more in-depth and interesting story than I expected it to be, no diss. No, that was that's fascinating. That's that's awesome. Like very cool. So, and you've kind of like uh, adopted this pose that you're you're know, you're the guy that if uh, you know someone gets colon cancer, you're the guy. Yeah, no, I'm the guy. I'm the guy they call when you know when cancer strikes. Call when cancer me. Strikes. Oh, call Christ. there, dude. <laughs> for more, for more in the world of cancer and dolphin spe- and dolphin fucking, you can always yeah. it's, uh, you can, count on. You can find me at. You, you can't know, stop no. the signal and hair dude. Would you guys listen to a segment called Tama Talk with Dan Dara? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna t- throw this to Mouse. <laughs> that is a Tama mouse. Talk with who? Dan Tama Talk oh. with Dan Remember? Dara. Risk reward. He's a risk fe- reward drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Risk reward featuring John Hulan, Patrick Walsh, and the drummer. He's and the drummer. drummer. And the drummer. He's the drummer. Oh, and the uh, and the drummer. So that's um, that's over to you because that is not Tama, Tama Talk. I listen I to a lot not, of bullshit. Because, no, because I I couldn't give a shit about Tama drums. See, and that's. A- <laughs> I was just trying to name the bit. I don't know. I just, and that's a, you know what? That's a total that, drummer that, question. Because, like, I would never think of, like, oh, it's but, Tama you know, like, that's the problem in that. I would be if like. If it was a Ludwig talk, I'd probably. There, I'd be like, ooh, that sounds good. Even, like, it, it, I don't care. Because for me, I wish I was a good drummer. Like, I can play drums, like, passively okay, like, a little bit, but I'm terrible at, like, you any let the drums kind of play endurance. You. Exactly. You but I would never think of. You do the sound check until they say whole set, and then I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Let's get uh, the drummer up here. Uh, but I would, I would. Yeah, I'm like Rob. Rob, come on. I, go. I wouldn't listen to that because I don't fucking give a shit about talking about drums. Not because I would has the word Tama in there. And that's what's so fascinating to me is that that's an important distinction. That I mean, I listen to some bullshit. I listen to all kinds. I listen to all kinds. I listen to terrible podcasts. I listen to great podcasts. I listen <laughs> to podcasts more than I listen to fucking music. And and I'm gonna tell you right now that uh, this is something John talked about. He's right, man. Most of them are fucking terrible. Like, not even like, just like, ah, so we're here. All right, we're drinking some beers. Cool. Say, at least we feel guilty right. when we're when we're not right. compelling. But some people, I just don't think gave a There's shit. No, in the I'm here drinking beers. Don't There's talk no shame gene for most of these podcasts. But I would never think to listen to that because I would be like, wow, that sounds like something that's great for someone that's not me. But I wouldn't think of not listening to it because it said Tom. <laughs> Tom, yeah. See, there you go. That's, and that's why, like, that's you know, Tom talk. Yeah. But no. in fairness, my comments on it would be if there were going to be a podcast that was strictly dedicated to the discussion of Tama drums, 
Tomahawk would be the perfect name. It's Absolutely. A, it's alliterative. It sounds like Tomahawk. Sponsored by that company, maybe. Maybe well, there's some I, money I, involved. I, so I, I'd have to limit the conversation to Tom and Drums. Ah, that, that's a real fucking kick in the nuts. <laughs> but he's a... a Dandero or... Really uh, I'm sorry, Dimebag Dara. That uh, he's he's a good drummer. Oh, he's a fantastic drummer. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't play Tama drums. We just wanted to, I just wanted to get him on this on the show, give him a segment, and name it. And you know what? Getting him on the show is the hardest part. I can name it. I can. We can rename it. We can name it like like Ludwig, like you said, like Ludwig fucking the lunch hour. Who the hell right. cares? It's getting Dan on there. I, I love how he calls his Facebook followers supplicants too. <laughs> <laughs> supplicants. I might be missing out. I might have to friend up. He's, he, when he does post, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, when he does post, I have to look at the time and then see how decide how entertaining it is. If it's two thirty a.m., it's entertaining. If it's like one in the afternoon, pedantic. Uh, I usually blow it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, this is, hey, thanks so much for Thank fucking for talking to me. us, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry. Been, been you know, we we tried this like I I swear to God, like maybe you, like, you are our most blown off guest <laughs> up to this point. That's all right. Yeah, Hulan big, big timed us like. Right to the end, and I feel like we inadvertently kind of big timed you, and I, I, I apologize for that. No, we don't have no enough clout for that. Everything's fine. We're not even. We're not even looking back. No worries. Fantastic. Hey, I, I, I want to say thanks a lot for having me. No, it's been no, great. It's been awesome. Hey, man. hey, yeah, like you know, all the, all things considered, Life in the Broad is an excellent show. And you know, yeah, everyone, I love should, it. everyone should get into it. It's, My girlfriend uh, loves it too because she grew up in Queens and she says it reminds her. Oh, uh, she likes the accent. It's a lot of West Coast. <laughs> well, also just the there's a lot of West Coast love for your East Coast ball charms. busting uh, yeah. that, that's going on there. That's you know, well, yeah. we're sending our East Coast love back to you guys. Uh, it's so different. It's interesting because like yeah, the West Coast versus East Coast thing that like it is such a different type of humor that it actually is. Very compelling to people people that don't like deal with it every day. Like it's sort of like, oh, this is. Uh, well, I don't want to be Biggie Smalls. I don't want you guys to be Tupac. So let's, <laughs> oh, let's, oh. It won't be like yeah, that. Let's, let's try to no. get. Let's hug. Talk to your boy Harrison. I've got him in All my right, sights. I'll, I'll, straighten, I'll straighten that out for you guys. <laughs> uh, th- Mike, thanks, thanks so much for for coming on, man. Thank, thank you so much for having me on. I'm sorry if I took up too much of your time. And, nice. and, uh, uh, we're not doing anything else. Just straight sitting here. You're doing what you guys do, man. You guys are doing a great God's work. Uh, Thank you. It's a long form for a reason. It is. I'll see you guys. (laughs) All right, brother. Take Take care. care. Bye-bye. Late. Late. There he is. Mike yeah. Howells. Yeah. The hairdo. Say, we got more out of our DRI trolling than we ever would have dreamed. Yeah, I know, <laughs> dude. Just, I know, tro- yeah, seriously, like, oh. though. Like, what, yeah, yeah, what a great story. Not to fucking, like, you know, sprain anything, suck an A-month's dick or anything, but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good dude. He's, he's a fascinating guy. It was cool seeing a little more of him than you'd get out of that show. Totally. And, and the problem is that show is so full of strong personalities, and, like, they move so quick, and they're so right. pro with it, that, like, you can't always, like, get, uh, you know, he's someone that, like, I would watch a... A hairdo reality show. <laughs> he wrote that ham and cheese song. Did you hear that shit? I did. It was great. It's fucking incredible. Um, I'll fucking play it. I'll you fucking... know what? I think there's a spot on We Got Wood or uh, for uh, for, for hairdo as possibly a wacky neighbor character to Garwood in their sitcom universe. That always makes me nervous when you type furiously away when you're just like talk about something. Conan has a Conan's got a yeah, hair up his gonna, ass. I think yeah, we're gonna hear gonna... the I think we're gonna hear the ham and cheese jam coming up here. Yeah, in a it moment. was a Christmas song. Uh, contest and these fools all came up with songs right (laughs) this is the one that i'm gonna play is the one that he came up with which is quite frankly the clear winner i'm gonna gonna tell you why in a second my favorite christmas meal is a ham and cheese by mike my favorite christmas meal is a ham and cheese is a ham and cheese 
is a ham and cheese. My favorite Christmas meal is a ham and cheese. Is a ham and cheese. Is a ham and cheese. My favorite Christmas meal is a ham and cheese. Is a ham and cheese. That's fucking good. So if you weren't sold yet, goddamn retarded ass to hear that one again. That is a barn burner. And the set the second I heard that, I was like, dude, that's the winner. That's the fucking winner right there. Anyway, Mike Howell's here too. Live from the barrage.com. From the house is still recovering. From the barrage. Not only hilarious, but awesome. Like it's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's nice xylophone work there. At from the barrage, um, yeah, they're on Facebook. Though. I'm not gonna. How, how do you get Stephen Hawking to go ahead and? Uh, shit? Go- I guess he's done voice work, so I guess Google ham and cheese.
Western Anchors coming at you. I knew you were going to fucking say that. Coming at you. Coming at you. Chicks don't want to hear that. Chicks want to hear that, man. Eastern Anchors with James the Viking. But chicks do, may want to hear Eastern Anchors. They may want to hear the titles and names of these. <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> we'll Before see. that, we had Hulahan by Joe Four from Croatia. Fucking Croatia. Point it on a map. Croatia. You, <laughs> We're Americans. We don't need to know from maps. Maps are for jerks. Why do you think I picked that song? Greenland is huge. Africa's tiny. <laughs> the fuck else you need? But I do know about globes because I always liked to play that game as a kid. That was a uh, song in homage of Mike Howells, a.k.a. Hairdo, our guest, this this lovely week on the Signal Cast from Laugh in the Barrage that, um, you know, you know, he's a guy. I don't know. He's just this guy, Houlihan. John Houlihan. You got somebody on? It's a quote uh, from apparently some of his internet posts. What, and it's one of the uh, few songs in, in English that, <laughs> that band does. On that record. Yeah. Uh, so the Croatian man, it's all... John Hulahan. Joe Four. They're good. They're they're hence the name. I I think they're fucking great, actually. Uh you know, if you're the kind of guy into bands like the Jesus Lizard or uh you know, the the, the better parts of the AMRAP catalog or something. Uh um, the Jesus Gecko. I was gonna say John <laughs> The Jesus Gecko. <laughs> that sounds like a jazz standards version of the Jesus Lizard. Uh but John Hulahan does accurately I was gonna say it was ironic because he did accurately point out that you trail off on the mic a lot. He does not know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nicely done. Some radio professional he is. Keeping it on a swivel just so you can fade yourself <laughs> out. Because yeah, I need if to really you, be you, able If to you have, feel like, like you're not trailing off quite enough just really with saying, your natural would, speech patterns, you can actually push it away from yeah, your face. I, because if I'm not looking away enough, I can just push it away. Evan? Evan, take it. Evan? 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 That's, and I want that to be the cue to use. Was I push it away? That's, that's, that's <laughs> Once I see it's a full foot and a half from your face, if you, I know if, that, if you'll that notice, I have to pick up your point. Like there'll be the like mic a, will point at you. There'll be an act- <laughs> there'll be an activator light that uh, hits when you get. That's a certain point. That means it's time for you to take over for whatever subject he's trying to speak to. I'm trying to be interesting, but I'm not being very interesting. So I, just oh, I kind of feel like I knew what I was talking about when I started talking. About it. I was a, yeah, I'm a little too drunk to be. Really. <laughs> All right. Sometimes, okay. sometimes you bite off more than you can chew. You know, guys, Having it's, fun here it's fun, you know, to make fun, but I don't have fun making fun. No? Do you have time fun making time? <laughs> I'm making time to make some time. Fantastic. I'm glad we made time to do this podcast. This is a busy day for me. Uh, yeah, I say it's been, a, it's been a wacky time in the V&A camp. Uh, the Supernaut. Conan, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conan. Conan's van Conan, yeah. uh, that we travel in as a... A musical unit, as well as Conan travels unit. in as a as a as just a unit as, as just as just a unit as just kind of a, a human unit. You know, as a penis, as a human penis, as a as a cock of sorts, um, was stolen from in front of his new new apartment. Punk suckers. Conan once lived here and then he moved out. We're and actually broadcasting, and, and he moved into a really nice neighborhood. Actually, <laughs> which is what makes like, it so fucking funny. Fucking... The nicest neighborhood I've lived in as an adult human being, and that's where the van got stolen from. Yeah, uh, and uh, it was recovered at, at the time of this recording, which may not be at the time of the broadcast. I'm just gonna say, no, but today in the uh, this day, in, in our current timeline that we exist within, yeah, uh, about. 17 hours ago. 
And luckily in One Piece, uh, in the same situation that if I were a person with children, I I would be maybe excited secretly when there was a fight at school and that, you know, oh, my kid has blood on him. Oh, it's the other kid's blood. It was was the other car's glass that was the Civic that the thieves pretty much decimated and I have a dent and some scratches. Yeah. So they stole your stole your van, sideswiped a sideswiped a Civic. A Civic yeah. Fucked that thing up. And ditched it. Leave the cheese hat. That makes name. me kind of feel good. So like say, you know, we were to like run into something, you know, on the road, it's, you know, get yeah. sideswiped or something. Yeah, we might be all right. Yeah. There's a dent in the door, you know. Does it open? Yeah. It's, it's dented. It's not still operable. Uh, they 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 rifled through the cassettes because there was a lot of actual cassettes. Um, having Mike on from Live in the Barrage, they like to call everything tapes. There's CD tapes. There's record tapes. It's Chris Woody McDermott. <laughs> so these were thing. tape tapes. These were tape tapes, and there was a lot of them, of which some were Dre's, which were the sort of. Uh, I'm sure they fucking nabbed a bunch of that yeah shit. old school hip hop and yeah, rap. Whereas mine it was more the esoteric boutique, for wow. lack of a better term, indie rock, punk rock, you know stuff like that. It was all rifled through. And you know, some of them were taken somewhere. My my classic. They, they left the killer party behind, which is good, so we can listen yeah, to Margaret Cho good, again. But you're good. The two things I the first thing I saw when I opened the door was the fucking cheese hat, <laughs> of and course. the killer party. Yep, that's CD. my van. Yeah, it's got and the I cheese hat. And I started laughing. Like I just started like laughing out loud. Lol. If I was if I was an asshole, wait, wait, and stole wait, wait, your wait, van, wait. I, I would wear that. Cheese were my hat. were my cookies I left there from last year in there? cookie box was there but the cookies were gone <laughs> that's awesome that's fucking awesome that's so amazing there was at least some mirth and merriment to be had amongst the misery did it smell like black and milds no it smelled like pot okay and the, the seats were kind of reclined back at a 45 degree angle and all the mirrors were adjusted as such as well <laughs> which is just a a weird stance when you're in a full size cargo van. It's a, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not the way to drive that vehicle. No you're wonder not, they sideswipe some shit. <laughs> you're not ghost riding the whip here, son. Come on. <sighs> but yeah, the other there was an arch of loaf tape that was uh, they they did not deem stealable. Terminator one and two on VHS was deemed stealable. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's bummer. a bummer, dude. <laughs> The documentary is Terminator. They knew where the money. It does the, give you. It does allow you to have movie, like a yeah. little scene where you picture Terminator them like one. being like, "Oh, yeah, okay, I'll take those." Yeah, uh, T two was good. Yeah, I spent the two one thousand. That she, that she was hardcore. Maybe, Honestly, maybe no. We'll, we'll to me, that says money. Like, like, like. There's like a weird on VHS in yeah, the year like twenty thirteen. Yeah, like there's a weird How like, much like you gotta be crazy on? fucking like you know like crazy like like the ta- like tapes are coming back right now you know what i mean like like people are actually like pay- I, i've been like went to a store up on like a uh, telegraph near alcatraz and shit and like dude selling tapes for like 13 bucks and shit you know like the original tape of bleach or See, you know, the original tape of you know like that's what's so ironic shit like that. horrible so this, that makes sense to me that like they would have taken some of that because i know some cassettes. of that original like hip-hop that was in that shit you know like i'm sure they fucking nabbed a lot of that shit because they, they can now ooh, this, people are buying this shit right and now. more so even than dre stuff but the the box of cassettes i had was not a like, oh, here's right said Fred's <laughs> I'm too sexy and Geraldo's Rico Suave on single. Like Gerardo. You had a legit tape collection, all right. I listened to cassettes before I ever bought CDs or vinyl. So I actually had a lot of like yeah, that old was the school era. cassettes. I, and did they spent, did they get the skillful methods? Yeah. Yeah. They actually a lot of I haven't done a full inventory or anything, but some of the old Daniel Johnson cassettes, like the original ones that are actually mm. worth money. Yeah. Are gone, so I don't know if they were just like grabbing shit that looked like saleable or not. They didn't like the Arch of Loaf. 
Um, Weapon front, fuck that shit. But I was uh, sitting there thinking... Don't stick a pin in my backbone. Before yeah. before the van got stolen, I was like, what am I going to do with these cassettes? Guys, I don't want to just fucking throw them away because that's years of memories. Yeah, I remember we memories. had that conversation. Years I was like, I was like, hook, like, just drop them over here. I'll fucking... I was like, oh, that's a good... And I was about to, you know, but I got the flu. I came home sick from the fucking flu. Parked the goddamn van. You know, shit gets stolen. And it's like... It's yeah. Richie Richville, dude. We live at the fucking bottom of like a very... Well-to-do area, still Oakland, Oakland. and <laughs> it was just, it was surprising, but it was it was nice to have the supernaut recovered, and um, it was amazing the 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 outpouring of we got to like twenty five thousand views of that post of just me like having like here's a stolen van, here's all the ceiling details post if you you know <laughs> yeah but you know like in Oakland, like if you're a dad in, in comment Oakland, if you're yeah uh, <laughs> yeah like and share if you fucking uh, are not into it, yeah, in Oakland. Theft. That's like one of the because they put out that list a couple years ago. The OPD did like yeah because of budget like cuts we can't we will not respond to now. This is you know, like if you call for this like good luck you know like us responding you know, like it's kind of thing you're gonna come down and have totally. to fucking like and, and the, the two people that gave the Big Lebowski references were James Burns from Police Teeth and our own Evan Gritson of You Can't Set the Signal Fame. <laughs> oh come on now of stop signal. buttering me up. All right that uh you know the the whole. You know, do you think you might find a man? We might. Wouldn't hold out much hope for the Credence on cassette. Of which there was a Credence tape, ironically. There was <laughs> Wouldn't hold my hope out for the killer party. <laughs> the killer party was just very clear, like, nope. nope. <laughs> are we going to go out? Who, we, we who talks not. like that? Who the fuck talks I, like I'd that? like to think that the criminals are like, man, these fools don't even use fucking contractions. Fuck this. <laughs> Before stealing my stereo and breaking it. It wasn't that they didn't use contractions. It's they didn't really quite understand it. What are they? they, Fuck this. It's a killer party. It's not. Nor an archer of loaf. So that's a fucking wide swath of things that they're not into. Mm. But Supernaut is back. Thank you, Internet, for proving that you're good for something besides cat pictures, I guess. (laughs) I want you to know that that cat is looking very disapprovingly (laughs) at whoever stole the van. And crashed it into a Civic. And my girlfriend had the most amazing, the most amazing response to the the officer on site. They gave me the call. It's like one forty five in the morning. I'm, I'm I'm like I'm like four old speckled hens into uh, Wilfred, which is by the way is an amazing show. It's pretty pretty deep down the wormhole. If you're, if you're, if not, you're watching if, Wilfred, I don't know if you know the show, Mouse, and or listening audience, if you do. do Elijah Wood's character is this character, and he's he's committing suicide at the, the beginning of the of the, of the series. And you know it's the whole thing well, that, that, like do- kind of shit. that that doesn't happen. But the neighbor's dog, he sees the dog as a human being who smokes a lot of pot and like basically mm-hmm. gives lots of bad advice. And so they do a lot of that together. But everyone else sees the dog as a dog, and you don't know if this guy's fucking mental mm-hmm. or if it's like they're just having anyway. So like it's a very, it's a very well thought out, very brainy. Very it is. Well it's, it's pretty show. funny. It gets pretty dark at times. It does get dark it's, at times, but. In a good way. The ways I like it. I'm sitting here, you know, eh, rough day, like doing like some fucking domestic stuff. I'm but it's, it's, a, it's a weird show, especially if you're smoking along with the characters. <laughs> <laughs> drinking some beers, having a good time. And then like, it's definitely one of those where if you if you see a character drinking or smoking that you're going to want to do that uh, with them, right. which I tend to be like you get pretty, right, you, yeah, get, I, you get pretty I, messed I, up. I get that same kind of thing. The dog yeah, has watching, a... Watching a movie or something. Like, the dog has a bong that, that, that he made good. himself that... that out of his water bowl? 
No, it's like a like a Pepsi bottle or something. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like a soda bottle bong, which is, it's a good okay. which is perfect. I'm watching this show and I get the call. It's like, I hey, can it. your van was found. You know, can you be? You know, I said this intersection officer can wait for 20 minutes. Can you be there? And I was like, fuck yes, I can. We'll be right there. Let's go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That that was the end of that story. Which well, there there was an anecdote that you didn't get. To. Says, yeah, you're gonna say wow. something about your girlfriend. You had some. So she talks to the resident officer. And, and her very sweet naivete was like, so you're going to test for fingerprints? <laughs> and that's when you got the, the course, I wouldn't hold hope, yeah. hope out for the credence. And the guy, and the guy kind of like. We, we got him working in shifts. The, yeah. the guy, guy kind of looks at her and just kind of like, oh, honey. Just like that kind yeah, of look. Like, and just, you, this is Oakland, you know, right? Like, like, are you, this is like, I don't think. What he said What any, he said was, this was heroin. It was like, there's a two-year backlog for homicides. <laughs> So unfortunately not We will not be Destined for Prince No Welcome to Oakland (laughs) Jesus To your Fucking backlog It seems like there would be A good way to tell you That that was not possible Without (laughs) Without saying that out loud He clearly was a guy That like He was a nice fellow But he clearly had had enough Of the night Oh yeah for sure He was just I'm sh- and one could imagine. One could imagine. He was right with me on the gallows humor. Because you know, with me, I was like way down with the gallows humor of just like, you know, I mentioned everything that we mentioned tonight about like, oh, I think it's funny that, you know, they left this and took this and, you know, blah, 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 and that. But yeah, he was just, that was just, it was very sweet and it was very earnest, but it was, it was like, no, they're not going to dust for mm-hmm. fingerprints, baby. That's yeah, not- <laughs> like, I mean, let's check it against the furniture record. <laughs> Put out an all points bulletin for that fucker. Uh, but good to, good to have the super not back in the fold is, a, is. is the bottom line of this particular yeah, the presentation that we are embarked upon is a win for for, for, for yeah. a rough couple weeks yeah i say it is a small win there's a yeah, beware yeah. the ides of march there's a rejoice we're gonna have the mercury retrograde used to touring in a new fucking van i was like oh shit i don't know what if he gets, <laughs> what if he gets a like some kind of weird gray van that, oh man or like uh, maybe a. This is causing you a lot of anxiety, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. What if the like I have know. my spot all set? I've got my yeah, everything all I, comfy. I was really, really comfortable, and I was able to sleep on the road in that one spot. If I just twisted my leg that way and put well, my head under the. Speaking uh, of vans, a uh, great band is coming to the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, so somebody's band somebody's is, going in on a band tour. that is no no stranger speaking to heartache. Speaking of tours, no stranger to heartache. <laughs> <laughs> and absolutely soul trainingly to offending the French. <laughs> Terrible experiences, and yes, being very offensive in a way that they do not get away with in any way, shape, or form. Which no, is, nobody lets them get away with anything. Which is the Bismarck, who are just for people that we don't. Should, know we should the have the Bismarck as guests. I, I think we should. I think we should do a, a rare Sunday morning for like a band that's not we a huge do a band. Brunch. Like a people brunch. are just like got their like eye on them. Like, nope, that's not cool. Nope, not cool, bro. <laughs> Whoa, wait, 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 what'd you say? Fuck that. I mean, we make our faux pas, but for the most part, we get away with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like, some some people don't in life. That's really not because they lack panache. They have no, panache to spare, that, but you know, like, those fucking guys can't get away with anything. So anyway, they're, but they're coming to our next. But they can't get away with not playing the Bay Area, which is so the So we're going to play with them at Gilman Street. April 6th with the Moon Eater. Us and the us I'm sure those punks associates. will find something to get pissed about. We're playing a little rock band There's called Victorine Associates. There's a band called Defunct playing. But really? spelled not the way you want to see it spelled. Oh, I'm, no. Did they leave I'm, the I'm e? leery of that. Is there an apostrophe in it? There's a K I'm in th- it. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm exactly. K and apostrophe? No apostrophe mm-hmm. that I'm aware of, but there is a K. There is. 
So the Bismarck are a great band. They're also playing a matinee show in San Francisco the next night, the Sunday, April with Hurry Seven. Up Shotgun. Seventh. Seventh. With Hurry Up Shotgun and the Philistines, who uh, I just Are very good. I saw them a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You saw them as a three-piece without the... Yeah. yeah. Without Chris Daly. It's Colin Daly, but no Chris Daly. And the, 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 the Daly Twins... Full fucking Wonder Twin Powers activate is is fucking amazing thing to behold. But they're they're a great band on their own, and that's going to be a really good set of shows. And for Bay Area folks to listen to this, and of course Shotgun, you know those guys. If you haven't seen the Shotgun, you yeah, should. it's it's been a minute since Shotgun played actually, and they're, they're that's fun. I haven't seen one them. of my favorite acts. Period. Yeah, Definitely one of my favorite red. local acts, and it's it's going to be a good time. And they're so. all nice people too, which is which is always a plus. Except if you'd like to hear guy. some of them, so we're going to play some of that music for you for years. And we're not going to tell you which one guy, so you just have to guess when you <laughs> see him. You're going to be like, which one guy?
Shotgun. 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 Garbage destinations. Destination innuendo. Destination innuendo. Destination innuendo. Before that, we okay. had. <laughs> All right. Suicidal tendencies, I if think. You like bad heiress. <laughs> I think, maybe. <laughs> Christ, I don't even fucking remember. What that did I know that possible. From? It's not good. But uh, it was the Bismarck key. <laughs> <laughs> you got what I need. To put up a biz. To put up a mark. To put up a top. To put up a top. It's articulate of you. There's Bismarck. a great... Uh, in the With uh, Bedbreaker off of that most recent, very fucking kick-ass 7-inch Bedbreaker... Bed, bed, Bedbreaker Breadwinner. Bed and we were talking about during the break where we do our best material. You, sir, are a mouthful. <laughs> we do our best material in the breaks, and we talked about how uh, Beer Claw last episode had Backbreaker. The next logical step is Bidetbreaker. Bidet breaker, which would be a polka, um, a polka ska band. <laughs> if you cover band, they would write their own. If you have a fancy is, bathroom, you keep those guys away from it. How would like, you break a bidet though? Like, how like, would that happen? Because you stay hovering, right? and they wouldn't like do any originals at all. Be like, oh, we do You're like Metallica covers, and like fucking like, oh, this is like you know, like oh, this was a Mudvayne song, and now we're gonna do it in polka ska. But you know, like, <laughs> Mudvayne. Mud like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, just, you fucking. Be the worst kind of band you'd ever want to see. I don't like anything about that. The Bismarck. <laughs> That's universally terrible. But things that are not universally terrible will we'll be those shows, yeah, we'll the be the shows with the fucking Bismarck in the Bay Area <laughs> next month. Yeah, the Bismarck are they're 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 a fantastic band. They're a band that's worth knowing, and they're one of those bands I feel like. And ironically, they're a very well documented band. They're they're a band. There's there's many documentaries of them having. <laughs> Terrible things happen to them on tour, ostensibly, and not this. Which, tour, which are compelling, <laughs> which are compelling in a train wreck sort of way. That that's a band that, for whatever reason, they're wonderful. And that's another thing, like we talked about earlier with the Life in the Barrage. One of the reasons I like about them is you can hear their friendship in that show, and and I think that with the Bismarck, because they're all dudes that were from uh, Dakota, that. That moved to Seattle together. They've known each other like so long. And again, again, childhood kind of friends. Like played in bands together. Blah blah blah. This and that thing. They, they, it's you, it's it's noticeable in, in how they yeah, play and how they conduct exactly. themselves. And it's they're they're a, they're a great act that can't seem to fucking catch a break. And I it's yeah we were talking about yeah they like just catch so much shit for every like yeah. Like they do something like even like remotely offensive and it's like no I'm, I'm offended no yeah, way wait like, a second guys there's an internet fear over it or like a <laughs> no no <laughs> or like a diplomatic breakdown that causes like tensions and may lead Whoa, to a nuclear dick war move, like, guys, <laughs> dick <laughs> move guys dick move and it's like oh that was relatively innocuous this is the Bismarck being the Bismarck which is what makes them great but they're, they're just they were what makes they're, any band great is they're like they're the way that any band treads the offensive line you know like eh, they're, kind of, they're a great they're band actually I, cool guys I and, feel like yeah. that these shows will be good for them I hope that the band <laughs> 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 they, they always hope yeah sure yeah the hope that house mm-hmm. built one uh, well, and after that was hurry up shock of the garbage destinations one of my favorite bands these guys are awesome I'm I'm a good friend of Austin he comes over quite a bit we hang out I'm gonna drop that 
chain shot noise. Well, you got to drop the names you have. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, you know, I know Austin from Hurry Up Shotgun. I've hung out with him a few times. You know, I mean, great just, act. They actually uh, are a really band. good act. Like, and and that, that album is pretty legitimately powerful. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds great. really great. They got a new one that they're going to be doing. Yeah, Mayish. And this again is, with Toshi Kasai. You can you can hear some yeah, they, you can hear some of that at the Ching. the Hemlock. Coming up with uh, the Philistines. Or just Philistines. I don't know if there's a definite article oh, or not. The, the, there's definitely, the, the will not be appearing. <laughs> They're too busy playing Coachella. Boom. Call the, the Phil Philistines. Phil- Phil- <laughs> <laughs> it's about that time, guys. <laughs> it's about that time where we're going to wrap things up, isn't it, fellas? <laughs> I think I got a good feeling about this. I think we might be done here. I think I think this. Yeah, one... If you're not gonna make those shows, what we're saying is you should check those bands out. You know, just just you know, give them. A yeah, maybe just if you're into that. If you're gonna, if you like bands, you're gonna like those bands. All right, you're gonna. They're not bad bands. You might like this band too, Kui, who at one time featured our former guest, Mr. Yao, all-time lover, Mr. David Yao from the Jesus Lizard. And uh, are, are back to being, you know, cat song enthusiast. A hollow notes style. Did you know those guys play in a hollow notes tribute band together? Did not. Called Paul Notes. Fucking who does? Because the drummer is named Paul. Hmm. It's fucking oh. good too. So anyway, these these remarkably talented Qui individuals are going to be up in the Bay Area. Yeah, in April, April twenty uh, seventh. And if you've got yeah. some private eyes, you should go watch them. <laughs> they should be watching Qui. And Victory and Associates at Friend, the Hemlock. Friends of the show will note that uh, Minot is playing as well as the opening. Fantastic. At the April 27th. And that's going to be a good time. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah, I hope so. It'll be, uh, uh, what do you, you, call you seem it? a little those, unsure uh, of yourself, but I'm pretty, be, uh, I'm pretty know, positive that be, it will it'll be. It'll be cool. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, I mean, it, it, you know, music will be played. I mean, it'll be, it'll be fun. You know, if you're into that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, well, we're we're gonna get back on a somewhat regular schedule. We have some cool guests coming up. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, and you I'm not gonna tell you about them. You. Don't, don't. You don't need to know about that, but you <laughs> don't will. Don't catch your chickens. I'm bro. not gonna tell you about them because since it's before episode ten, I'm just gonna assume everyone's gonna cancel on us, and then when it doesn't, it's a pleasant surprise. Well, after ten, then you're legitimate. You're like, all right, we'll... all right. Well, signal cast says we're. Oh, they're in double digits. We'll do it. Whatever. We'll get Dave Grohl signal on for Sound City. <laughs> Dude, he did Jenny he's, he's He's the most bookable personality wow. in music. So yeah, anyway, we're going to close this out with Quee, right? I don't think... Is Jenny Jones even doing a show he's, anymore? I don't think so. Can we have her time slot? I think, Wen- I think Wendy Williams got her time slot. Well, the thing is, Dave Grohl's working on icon status. But not Wendy point. O. Williams. Like, he's, That'd be a different... On, no, it, is, it would be a totally that's different where show. He's like, that's where he's like... Mm. Thanks for listening. This is uh, you can't stop the signal. We had we're going to be uh, curled up in shame. Can't I'm hoping st- you had fun. Can't stop the signal. Dot net at signal pod. I think. Signal pod. <laughs> I think. They just make it signal cast. Facebook. Uh, no, it's no, done. It's you it. can't change that uh, shit. Fuck that shit. Signal pod. It's over. Twitter. Twitter's <laughs> handlings. Uh, if you want to hear more from uh, our guest, Mike Howells, aka Hairdo. The fuck? What? what, what? <laughs> We'll um, do it again. I'll do it again. Live from the barrage. Live from the barrage. dot com. Live from the barrage uh, on iTunes. From the barrage on Twitter. I think he's like 
hairdo6969 on Twitter or something along those lines. Like, <laughs> Not everybody follows their name with 6969, even though they that's what you want. Well should. Yeah. They really should. Like, but hairdo6969, that's like... That's it, like like James sixty nine sixty nine Tony sixty nine sixty nine like not hair, as good hairdo sixty nine sixty nine hairdo sixty nine sixty nine is a stone cold Twitter name. It's fucking hairdo sixty nine sixty nine. Thanks for listening. I picture a fucking like a uh, firebird and shit. Yeah. <laughs> this and is on queen. that note, queen. <laughs>
my apartment last weekend with all the rain to take it. Will my apartment make it? Will my apartment last weekend with all the rain to take it? Will my apartment make it? Yeah. You're doing the uh, Captain Beefheart. <laughs> You're not going to use headphones this time. Yeah. It's the man. Only sellouts use headphones. <laughs> sellouts are for pussies. Sellouts are for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's stand up. I don't know if you got it.